Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We make picks with no money on it. It's like sport fishing, but betting. Philadelphia at Detroit. Who wins? I'll take the Red Wings. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Flyers. That works out great. The Arizona Coyotes at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Can I go first? I'll take the Bolts. I'll take the Yotes. Ducks at the Dallas Stars. Dallas. It's, uh, me too. You're welcome, Allie. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Yes, it is. Welcome to a football Friday on your favorite daytime sports talk show. We're coming at you on the Game Plus television network which is live across all of Canada and 31 U.S. states and uh, whatever streaming platform and YouTube Live and so forth that you enjoy. The, the best quality content on, that's where you'll find us. It's episode number 1167. I'm in the South Florida studio. I'm just dying to get to my topics here, so let's bring in the moose. Uh, looks like he is uh, not in his chair. Is this a joke? How about that? Is this... What? Hello? Is that for real? He lit <laughs> Director Jordan just said, yeah, it's real. I don't know where he went. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my life and working, working with Mr. Darren. <laughs> what was that? Is that, what, what are you doing? We had a little crash and bang just literally just beside my camera. So we had to do a little emergency Did last I mention cleanup. We're alive. <laughs> we're alive. We're, it can't get any more live than this. Oh. So anyways, yeah. Can you hit the, well, here's, a, here's the guests, and here's what people don't understand. To sit here in this seat, in front of this microphone, and try and keep everything grounded is a job in and of itself, <laughs> but we're doing it. And the guests today are Jim Barker, uh, the RP Show Football Analyst, presented by EMJ Marketing, and Tori Gurley, NFL CFL alum. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, I still can't believe that just happened, but it happened. And I will say this, one thing about my brother, he said, the thing I love about your show is anything can happen at any time. And the thing is through 1167 shows, anything happens at any time. So I'm not even going to ask you what's the big story in your world. I know what it is and it's in our topics, but it's not the same as what's the big story in my world, cognizant of the fact we're heading into championship weekend in the National Football League. It's America. And what are they talking about? The coaching musical chairs game. And the Atlanta Falcons have hired L.A. Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as their new head coach after an exhaustive search that included six-time Super Bowl winner Bill Belichick. Morris is a familiar name in Atlanta. He was the Falcons' interim coach for the final 11 games of the 2020 season after they fired Dan Quinn. He previously coached the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for three seasons. The Falcons interviewed 14 candidates to replace Arthur Smith. One of those famously is Bill Belichick. I'm getting to a point here. They settled on Raheem Morris, who has a record of 21-38 and 38 as a head coach. Here's why I'm so interested in this, Darren. As I, I had to go up to West Palm Beach today. It's 21 miles north of where I am. On the way back, I was listening to Dan Patrick. 
and uh, he everybody knows who he is. And they had Russ, Ross Tucker on. And they were talking about this weekend's games, and we'll get to that. It's a football Friday. we got two hours to get to this. But tell me what you think of this. Ross Tucker's like, he goes, without any inside knowledge, this is what I think happened in Atlanta. They interviewed Bill Belichick twice, and one of those was a supper meeting recently, I guess, in Atlanta. And the reason they didn't go with him, Arthur Blank's the owner, right? Arthur Blank is the owner. Rich McKay's the president. Terry Fontenot's the general manager. Bill wanted complete control. What he was used to in New England was Robert Kraft here and Bill Belichick here. Nobody in between. And Ross is like, he's used to that. He's not interested in anything but that. And he goes, he goes I believe the president, Rich McKay, and the general manager, Terry Fontenot, is like, psst, Mr. Blank, you don't want Belichick. You don't want him. Because they would be obsolete in that structure yeah. that Belichick wanted. And I, I, I just, it was fascinating to me because I'm driving down the I-95 going, this, this, this is how it happens. Yes. And I don't think people understand. And, and by the way, he's not saying he knew that. He's like, I could just see that being the situation. As could I. You? Oh, yeah. And Bill, on the one hand, Bill has earned the right to be able to want control. That's what he wants, and he is going to get it. I mean, he's kind of earned that right, but he also has to understand that not everybody's going to want to give him full control. So he's going to have to wait and... You know, that's the situation that he's in right now. And might he be waiting now for a team to struggle out of the gate and fire their coach after going 0-3 to start a season because they know Bill Belichick's out there and can maybe take him in the last second and, and let him roll when all the moves are made, right? You've done your draft. You've dealt with free agency. And maybe you bring in Bill after you've lost your first three games because you're like, okay, now you can come in and there's nothing you can do with the roster. So you'll just coach. But I don't know. We'll see where it goes with Bill. Uh, well, yeah. And the interesting thing with all of that is in L.A., where we talked about yesterday, Jim Harbaugh is going to the Chargers. And again, this is the big story, and I love this stuff, and I think a lot of people love this stuff, the drama around it, and I believe it's true. He, Jim Harbaugh wanted a lot of control in L.A., and they weren't initially going to give it to him. And he's like, okay, fine, I'm just going to go back to Michigan. So the more that he had that leverage, the more the Chargers had to pony up and come to the table. But Jim Harbaugh is like not even 60, maybe right on 60, and Bill 71. Big difference there. There's a, there's a decade of runway uh, out front of the L.A. Chargers. There ain't with Belichick and the Falcons. So I, more than well, where's anything, he go? yeah, it's the inter-office politicking that people just don't understand goes on. And I swear... I'm out living in somewhat of the real world, kind of outside sports, and I talk to people about this, like normies, normal people, earthlings. And I said, this must go on at Costco. This must go on at the government. No, 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 it doesn't. Just sports and sports entertainment. It's wild. So anyways, they're saying Belichick may end up without a job, and uh, boo-hoo. Moving on now to what's Darren's. Big story. Sean Monaghan scored a second goal of the game with 2.12 to go, lifting the Canadians past the Islanders last night 4-3 and sporting Patrick Roy's return to Montreal. Matthew Barzal and Bo Horvat each had a goal and an assist as the Isles fell to 1-2 and two under Roy. I watched the game. It was terrible. The uh, Habs jumped out to a 3-0 lead. Terrible if you're cheering for Patrick Waugh, which I was. But everybody's talking about the hit by Brendan Gallagher. You asked me if I'd seen it and what I think. That's what social media is full of in Canada today. What should Brendan Gallagher get for his elbow on the Islanders player? Lifted his feet. What are we going to say? Two games? I don't know. Spin the wheel of discipline. That's what they're talking about. What do you think? Yeah, and we're finding out this morning that it's a... Uh you know, phone hearing or a virtual hearing. It won't be an in-person hearing, which means the maximum he can get by the CBA is five games. And I think he'll get five. I mean, mm. it's pretty cut and dry. There's not a lot to explain. Um, I mean, he, he skated past him, lifted up his elbow and chicken-winged him right in the face. Right? Pretty clear cut. I think it's just the simplest suspension that we don't even need to really talk about. The fact that, you know, it's pretty obvious, it's pretty... Looked intentional. They're going to hand him, I think, four or five games, and that'll be it. 
Um, this isn't one where it could have been an accident. You see the elbow pop up just as he's about to make contact. I'm going to try to fly through these as quickly as I can. Jim Barker's coming in in the next segment. Darren will return in hour two. We only got one segment here with Moose uh, to open the show. Connor McDavid had two goals and an assist. Backup goalie Calvin Pickard made 27 saves for his fifth career shutout, and the Oilers won their 15th straight, beating Chicago 3-0. Before you ask, I asked Serena this morning, the Oilers fan in the house, how many games do you think they'll win in, the row, in a row? She says 20. She thinks they'll win 20 in a row. And she very rarely makes predictions, so I'm writing it down. Uh, in Ottawa, Brad Marchand scored a 148 of overtime in Boston, beat Ottawa 3-2. And in Calgary, Alexander Texier scored Columbus's first shorthanded goal of the season. And the Blue Jackets beat skidding Calgary 5-2. The Flames have lost four in a row all at home. Uh, I get the sense of the uh, Flames the fans, they just don't want to talk about it. It's awful, and I don't want to talk about it. So for our Calgary and Southern Alberta viewers, we're not talking about the Flames. You're welcome. But we will talk about this. Jay McNeil, the new president of the Calgary Stampeders, went on Fan 960 Radio yesterday and said, with regards to his new job taking over the Calgary Stampeders, he said, what he hears the most from fans, they want cheaper beer and a new stadium. One of those would be real easy to fulfill, another impossible to fulfill in Calgary. But he said the CFL's making a comeback and that the Stamps are going to be at the forefront of that. I like Jay. He was good enough to come down to the Great Eagle Resort and Casino and come on this show. He's a good guy. But what I also think, and I'm sorry if it pisses people off, but talk's cheap. Talk's cheap. We've heard a lot of talk from CFL people for a long time. So my guess is, do you see a CFL comeback? Because you know, what did I tell you this morning? The diehards, those who will never admit there's anything wrong with the CFL at all anyways, are going to say, what do, we, what do we need to come back from? Well, you do, okay? And here's the president saying it. So now do we think that it'll happen? I don't know. I think, and by the way, I was talking to some Vegas people today, lining up Super Bowl plans, because this show will be there, and they were asking me about the CFL. They're like, what's going on in the CFL? Chad Kelly redo his deal? I said, well, unless he redid it like this week or last. Like, yeah, he did it during the season, yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not thinking about it right now. That's not my thing. CFL needs to become our thing and everybody else's thing in January. Right now, it ain't mine. So I'm, talk's cheap. Let's see what they're going to do. What do you think about Jay McNeil's comments? I mean, <clears throat> on the one hand, yeah. I mean, let's, it's good to be excited about it. And he's in a position now where maybe he can have a little more impact on it. Um, the CFL does need a little bit of a comeback. I, I don't think that's you know, a bold statement to say. Um, especially coming out of the pandemic, and not just financially in the business side, that's, that's a whole area. But on the field, you know, we went through a little bit of a lull, and I think last year already was the start of the comeback in terms of the play on the field. I thought the play was awesome. It was getting better. We had, you know, elite quarterbacks and marquee quarterbacks in every market. We had, and I know some got hurt. We had a great gray cup that was awesome with full of storylines. So the play on the field is moving in the right direction. The business needs to come back too, though. And that's the one where you say talk is cheap and we'll have to see what happens on the business front. And I hope that he'll play a role in Calgary to try and get more butts back in the seats because you and I were there. Not a lot of fans at McMahon Stadium. So yeah, there's a little work to be done. It's just a fact. And by the way, this is probably a good thing, by the way. I'm not poo-pooing Jay McNeil, the Ted Danson lookalike. It's probably a really good thing to have a football guy in these roles, if you noticed. Saskatchewan had one. We won Grey Cups. We were in four in a 10-year span. And now that guy's gone, and now look where they're. Look at Winnipeg. They got a football guy in the president's role, and they're the marquee franchise in the CFL. So Jay McNeil might be able to do that. He'll at least get... What the players are talking about, he'll get it. There's a chance. But I'm just saying, how are you going to do it? Because the product in the field has always been great. That's not new. So what are you going to do about it? That's all. And I'm interested to see it. Uh, but we'll get into more of that. Uh, Jim Barker joins us next. I know, you know, to the Super Bowl. I, this is where my head is now. I don't think it's a real shock to anybody. My email inbox and text is blowing up because we're now in the NFL scene, and it's now they're get, we're getting invited to all these things, NFL honors, the awards show. Uh, they said, hey, come on down Monday to Allegiant Stadium. All the items on the 
menu for the Super Bowl. We're going to be handing them all out to the media. You can come have a taste test for yourself. What? They're having a DJ for the Super Bowl game for the first time ever. And I'm sorry, I'm not the biggest music guy. I'm not. Testito is his name? Or Testo? Or who's the guy that sings? Yeah, Tiesto. Not Testito. Tiesto. So they're hiring <laughs> That's him. Jip. Bringing him in. Yeah, bringing him in for the Super Bowl. Uh, that's where my head is. And we got a space. Did I tell you we're going to be on Radio Row? I told you, but I'm not sure I told everybody. Um, unprecedented demand for spots on Radio Row at Super Bowl. That's where we're going to be. That's where my head is. Now, what teams are going to be there? Before I let you go, here's the poll question. Uh, Lamar Jackson's one star that Patrick Mahomes has never run into in the playoffs. The poll question is who's going to be, who's going to win the Super Bowl, but this weekend's the conference championship games. Uh, Lamar could catch Patrick Mahomes this season with his second MVP award, but he's only now making his first ever appearance in the AFC championship game. Ravens home to Mahomes Chiefs on Sunday. The uh, Ravens are favored by, what is it now, three point, by four points. Baltimore, the favorites at Bet Regal. Meanwhile, in San Fran, the 49ers have been waiting a year to get back to the NFC Championship game after last season's disappointing loss. The wait for the Detroit Lions and their fans has been a lot longer than that. The success star franchise is one step away from their first Super Bowl appearance. So the poll question today for Key Auto Group, and by the way, Key Auto Group is driven by safety. Experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. Who will win Super Bowl 58? We're down to the final four. I'm voting for San Francisco because I sat back and in my mind I just said, who's the best team? It's the San Francisco 49ers. That's what I think. I'm voting for San Fran. What say you? Oh, this is tough. Because I'm, I'm voting for Baltimore. I've been voting for them, you know, the last couple of weeks. I think they're the best team left. I really do. Mm. So I'll take Baltimore uh, to win the Super Bowl. Okay, sounds good. At this point, there's no wrong answer. In a couple of weeks, there will be a wrong answer. I'll see you in an hour yes. two, Moose. You bet. All right, Jim Barker joins us next. RP Show Football Analyst presented by EMJ Marketing. It is a football Friday. We're live on the Game Plus TV network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody, it's a football Friday, and uh, Telemiracle is known as Saskatchewan's charity, and you can help out whether you're in the province or uh, a beloved expat. The Kinsman Telemiracle 5050 is another way to support Telemiracle and also have the chance to win half the jackpot. It's truly a win-win for Saskatchewan residents. Get your tickets now at telemiracle5050.com. Now, you got to be in Saskatchewan physically at 18 years of age or over. If you're outside the province, here's what you do get a family member or a friend to buy the tickets for you and e-transfer them the money. How about that? You're welcome. Do I have to do the thinking for everybody? Rod, you know the answer to that. Consider yourself informed. Okay, Jim Barker, let's bring him in. I know he loves Saskatchewan. Big time! But we're going to open, Jim, if you don't mind. <clears throat> Super Bowl 58, the poll questions, who's going to win it? Do you want to say today? Who do you think? Well, I would say Baltimore. I mean, they've got I believe right now the quarterback playing the best with the best people around him, uh, and their defense is is stellar. So I would I would say Baltimore. 
Uh, Brock Purdy scared me to death the other night. It was as I was watching that game, there was one point I thought, is this a Chad Kelly game? <laughs> because he had played so great all year, Brock Purdy had, just like Chad had. And he was throwing, just throwing some awful balls and not, it just seemed like he was back there and confused. And that was, that was concerning. But then he takes them down the last drive and they win. So um, I do believe it'll be Baltimore and San Francisco. But when I look at a game like that, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson over Brock Purdy every day. And uh, again, is he going to, is somebody going to get hurt or the things like that going to change? But right now I would, I would pick Baltimore um, like Darren. I just think they're the most full all around team. They have enough playmakers. They're just, they're solid. Yeah, well, you also know there's mitigating factors as well, um, and it's a little bit of a premature question. We need to, it would be nice to know who the combatants will be, of course, but it's the Chiefs' sixth straight AFC championship game, first on the road. A guy told me here in South Florida this week, he's like, I'm sick of the Chiefs, I want them to lose. I'm like, I, I admire their greatness. You don't think there's a chance? Well, there's always a chance of an upset. If there were, what do they have to do? Well, they have to make some plays. I just don't think they have the playmakers. They haven't, again, they have Patrick Mahomes. And if I have to take Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. He just does more things. He's pretty spectacular. But he's got very few playmakers around him, very few guys that he can go to. I mean, Rashid Reed has become as, as something like that, has become their top receiver. And uh, I just, again, I like Isaiah Pacheco, but he's a, He's a solid guy when he has a certain job to do. Um, I just don't think they have enough playmakers uh, to be able to do it. I think their defense is playing as well as they can play. They're, they're solid all the way through there. Uh, Steve Spagnola, who I've known a number of years, he's always prepared. He's going to have that team ready to play. But, uh, again, I just don't think they have the horses to hang with Baltimore. I mean, that, against, uh, against Buffalo, Travis Kelsey's going at it against these linebackers at Buffalo Klein and some of these guys who haven't played all year. And I thought they just, they, they did as they should. They ran the ball inside from tackle to tackle, from B-gap to B-gap. I mean, they were way inside. They ran the ball right, right at that linebacker gap. And, uh, and they threw the ball to Kelsey quite a bit over the middle. And uh, that's not going to happen against Baltimore. Baltimore's linebackers are a completely different story. So, uh, again, I just don't know that Mahomes has the guns he needs around, around him to, to get it done in this game. I'll tell our audience right now, give me the questions at 902-518-3033. Usually you and Reinbold are gone by the time the questions come in from the audience and you're gone. I got to wait a week and by then they're, they're too old. So text me now with your questions and if Jim's good enough, he'll stay with us for two segments like he did yesterday. I just got to say this, listening to the radio this morning here, it was all about Belichick not going to the Falcons and Vic Fangio obviously leaving the Dolphins after only one year. They say he's going to Philly. It's just, it got me worked up, not in a bad way. I'm like, yeah, it's the hype. It's the talk. It's the buzz that, you know, America loves football that way. But it seems just really volatile to me, this industry. Is it more than ever, the coaching trade? <laughs> no, it's no different than it's ever been. I mean, I, it's been my life for so long. And, you know, I... My, my, my first coaching staff, Mike Holmgren, was our quarterback coach. So I go back a long ways. And I, uh, when Mike and I left San Francisco State, Andy Reid was one of the guys who came in and replaced us. So I go way back. And uh, it's, it really hasn't changed. It's the same old thing. You got, your, you got a very difficult business. And I found this out as I moved forward in the front office. It's, it's so much of it is, if you're a, a position coach, you want to be a coordinator. But that coordinator needs guys who are loyal to him and who are not going to backstab him. And then those coordinators, they want to be head coaches. But again, to become a head coach, yeah, they have to win or something's got to happen to that head coach. Uh, it just, it, it, the, the way this whole business is structured is really, it's just not healthy and conducive to building relationships because ultimately you're gonna you're gonna fire someone who's a friend of yours 
You're going to get fired by someone you thought was a friend of yours. Um, that's what's going to happen. I mean, it's happened to me in this business. Here I am. I'm 67 years old, and I've I've worked, you know, most of all all those years as a coach or as in management. I have very few really close friends, and I when I thought back about it, you know, when you become a head coach, everything starts. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's to change. Because now you control so many different people's lives, so many families' lives. And, uh, you know, as a GM, even more so. I mean, as a GM, you don't hang out with the assistant coaches. You don't hang out even with the head coach much. Um, you, you know, you have a relationship with them, but you don't, you don't hang out. So when you're the GM, who do you hang out with? Tom Telesco just gets hired in, in Las Vegas, which surprised me. But who's he going to hang out with? I mean, you know, there'd be some guys in the front office in in Oakland that are in, in Las Vegas that are going to be upset that he got the job over them. And there's going to be that lingering issue that happens. Uh, is he going to go hang out with coaches? Well, as soon as he's seen at dinner with a coach, now the head coach is like, what are you at dinner with him for? And it, it just creates, well, it's the nature of this business. and. Uh, Again, I think it's the Belichick thing is very interesting because it would take a special team to to take Belichick, a team that believes they're ready, they don't need anything else, and all they need is is a coach to take them to the promised land. I thought Darren had a great point. Somebody three or four weeks in who thinks they got a good team and didn't play in well, fire their guy and know they can go and bring a guy like Belichick in for a year or two years and uh, and see if he can you know, fix it. Like Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy could look right over his shoulder because Jerry Jones is the type who will do that. In Atlanta, I thought Rich McKay might be more involved. And Rich McKay goes back to his dad, John McKay, in Tampa Bay. And, uh, I, you know, I he would be a guy who would be very, a guy like Belichick would be very appealing to. Um, but again, you just never know what these owners are going to do. The Las Vegas thing totally shocked me. I thought for sure Harbaugh was going to be involved in that with Brady there and just the way the whole thing went down. And now here he is. He's going to, to Los Angeles to the Chargers and a team that hasn't been able to win because their ownership. You got the Spanos and the Bidwells. Those two ownership groups, very, if you look, watch it, look at the history, there's a reason those teams haven't won. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking. <laughs> In Vegas, you can always find somebody to hang out with you. You know Vegas well, so he, he Tom Telesco, yes, he, he'll find company, he'll find company. No, no problem. I know exactly what you're saying, though. So to the CFL fans, and thank you for the explanation of that. I was riveted. I don't know if anybody else was, but I was. So thank you for the answer. Uh, they wanted to know uh, Reinbold's thoughts, but I'll put it to yours because you coached a very long time on the CFL potentially getting rid of kickoffs. You know, you're an XFL guy, too. They've been talking about it. Do you think it could happen in the CFL? Oh, I think it could happen. Uh, you know, it's, 
I, I every year I was in it, they would always talk about finding a way to cut down the injuries on kickoffs and maybe what the NFL has done, which is bring it up to have don't have the big run at the to the kick. Maybe that maybe that helps. I don't know. I again, I'm I'm kind of old school, and I I just think it's such a part of the Canadian game. You know, they've taken it out of the NFL game. The kickoff return is pretty much null and void. We had one for a touchdown, I think, in the playoffs. And we've had a few punt returns. But for the most part, it's not a part of the game. In the Canadian League, it's always been a huge part of the three-down game. And to, to, to do things the four-down game is doing, I just, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I, I just think there's a place for those guys there's jobs for those guys that run under kicks and cover kicks in the CFL. They're the guy from North Bay. A lot of the, those guys are the Canadian, solid Canadian guys that have made a living running under kicks. And now you're going to take those out. I mean, the next thing they'll do is they'll go to the, you know, the halo or the, you know, the, the there's no halo and the old fair catch rule. And before you know it, it's going to make special teams non-existent. So I'm hoping they don't. I know when we talked about it back when I was uh, on the management committee, it would always come down to how many actual injuries happen on kickoff or kickoff return? How many actually happen on those particular plays? And it's not near as much as you think, because those guys are all trained in what they're doing. And they know exactly how to you know, they, we, they eliminated all the lower blocks and you can't do that anymore. And the blocks even on the side are very much now, you can't block when your back's to your goal line. That's a peel back block. Yeah. So there's a lot of things they've taken out that have made it safer. But if they looked at it and they said, there's a ton of injuries happening because of this, then go, you got to do it. But I don't believe that's the case. Um, I watch every CFL game there is. and I just don't see a lot of guys getting hauled out, even with concussions, after after kickoff and kickoff returns. The most exciting member of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is Mario Elford, and this would be taking taking away what he does. And what where would the career of pinball be and Gizmo and these guys? Who who's going to be the next one? There wouldn't be. So you just said it's not as dangerous as they think, and it's one of the most exciting parts of the game. A quick question before we break, and I'll bring you back if that's all right. Darcy is in uh, Edmonton, and he says, what do the Elks do with Trey Ford? Does he plan an exit strategy if they still don't start him after everything he's done? They, of course, signed McLeod Bethel-Thompson a couple weeks ago. What's your answer to that? And they just signed a really good quarterback from James Madison, a guy named Sentio, who's very, very good quarterback. So they just keep bringing quarterbacks into to Edmonton. What are they going to do with Trey Ford? My, again, Chris is saying all the right things. My gut feeling is they're going to trade him. And he's a perfect fit to go to BC. I mean, BC's lost their backup quarterback. He can go there in a system that's going to be very conducive to what he does. Uh, but again, Chris holds those cards. I don't think he wants to get stuck having to you know, if, if, if Trey Ford happens to, obviously they're going to, they sign McLeod Bethel Thompson to be the starter. Uh, what kind of, uh, how's Trey Ford going to come in and compete? And, you know, it just, it's, it's a tough situation for him now. Cause, because the, if that first game and last year, I, I said the same thing on this show, that Saskatchewan Edmonton game, that first game of the year, I felt was one of the biggest games of the year. And sure enough, Saskatchewan ended up winning the game in the end, and it set Edmonton on a nine-game losing streak and just started creating all those problems. How big do you think that game's going to be this year with Corey Mace there, who's had the best job in the world for seven months, and now he's got to actually play a game? So he's going to be playing Chris Jones, who's going to be playing McLeod Bethel-Thompson, and the pressure on him to win that game because he's going to be hearing in the media why is why if McLeod doesn't just light it up and maybe he does again i'm not saying it was a bad move i'm saying it's a move that from a from a coach's standpoint it puts a lot of pressure on you um because you have this young canadian who has shown that wow he does things nobody else in the world can do 
I mean, he has speed and quickness back there that's unlike anybody else. Uh, you know, and and he t and Chris, I know last year took a lot of heat for not playing him early in the year. This year, it's going to escalate by five hundred. I just I just know how the media is, and you know, you can say you're not going to listen to it, you're not going to do that, but it wears you out. And that game, I'm telling you, you talk about a monster. Are you going to have Corey Mace lose his? his juju in, in Saskatchewan by losing? Or are you going to have Chris Jones taking it for McLeod? Yeah. I mean, I can't, really can't wait till week one, Rod. Yeah. You've been around the CFL a long time. I don't even think it's the media. Edmonton fans will be ready to run them out of town, let alone the media, because they know up there. We'll be right back. More with Jim Barker after this. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, everybody. As you probably know, Canada's best men's curling teams are thick into their season. Playdowns uh, on the go right across the country provincially. And their eyes are all focused on the 2024 Montana's Briar, presented by AGI and Regina's Brand Center. Single draw tickets are on sale now, just $24 to $70, depending on the draw and your seat. But all youth tickets, all draws, just $9.99. Curling Canada wants to get the kids into the building, and you can buy your tickets now at curling.ca slash tickets. We are proud partners of the Montana's Briar, as well as the Scotties, which is coming up even before that in Calgary. Our football analyst, Jim Barker, joins us on a football Friday. And, uh, <laughs> hey, thanks for sticking with us, Jim. It's brought to you by EMJ Marketing. Uh, look up Joe at emjmarketing.com. You'll find the best keynote speaker for your event. Kirk in Toronto very patiently every week writes in, and I keep forgetting to ask you his question, Jim. He says, do you know or have you heard who the Argos defensive coordinator is going to be? I have not heard that. I do know Demetrius Maxey, who played for me back in 99 there, uh, who has been with Edmonton, is going to come in and coach the defensive line. Uh, they also brought um, Dominic Picard, who played for us here in Toronto also. He's coming back. He'll replace Edwin Harrison that went to uh, Regina. So that'll be two. But they have not, haven't announced who the coordinator will be. Uh, Willie Fields is still there, the, the defensive back coach. Uh, Kevin Iben is still there, the linebacker coach. And then, like I say, now they add Maxi to that defensive mix and uh, – but they have not announced a coordinator yet, and uh, again, I don't. I, I'm not sure. There's a couple teams that have been real slow with announcing their coaches. Yeah, for whatever reason. But it's funny because you spilled the beans here uh, that Jason Shivers was going to Edmonton, and maybe that hasn't been announced yet. I'm not sure. No, it hasn't. <laughs> but it was funny because what a. And well, he's going there, and the thing when that was like. Six weeks ago, you said that. And it's funny because it was all this big secret. They're like, Rod, don't say anything. And then you spilled the beans on the air. And I told my guy, and they said, oh, well, not that big of a deal. So who knows See, why they're waiting so long. As, I don't know. I don't look at it as spilling the beans. I look at it as giving fans stuff that's interesting to talk about. I mean, I've said some mm, stuff we look on here that, that turned out to be wrong. But that's what I, that's what I like doing. I love the rumors and. This guy's going here, and that guy's going there. And we got I love free it, too, for some reason. Well, hey, a lot of bosses don't, don't see it that way. 
So whatevs. Um, that's the one thing I like about this job that I got right now. I can be friends with everybody, and I, gotta, I don't got to answer to anybody. It's the greatest thing ever. But I got to ask you this. The Riders re-signed Mason Fine this week. And it's not really going over 100% endorsement within the Rider Nation on Mason Fine. Your thoughts on that move? Again, I have not seen the details of the contract. Um, if they gave him money up front, I think it's a, you know, I mean, you can't give money away. And I don't believe that necessarily he's going to be the choice uh, to be the backup. But obviously, Mark Mueller had a say in it. They wouldn't have signed a guy if he said, no, nah, this guy can't play. And uh, but I would think that Dolagala is the guy who would be in the lead for that. But um, who knows? I, it's 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 hard to know. It was uh, that one surprised me too that um, that they signed him unless they got him with nothing up front, which is very possible. They, if they didn't have to pay anything up front, they can bring him to training camp, let him compete, and then again the risk there is he gets hurt and you own him because he's a veteran. That's why my philosophy with veterans is if he doesn't have, if he's not a starter going in and he's a vet, we can't bring him in because he gets hurt. We're going to own him. And uh, again, it's, it's, that's part of the, the GMing thing. You know, I think there's just going to be some interesting movement. Brady Oliveira, I think, is a, a, I don't think Winnipeg expects to get either Brady Oliveira or Dalton Schoen back. Um, and I, I will not be shocked from my friend there that always writes you from uh, from Toronto to see the Argonauts go after him. They have Dan, Dan Adababoye there, who's a, a natural backup. Uh, you know, Andrew Harris had been there. Now, whether Andrew's going to stick around and coach, there's just a lot of things that make it seem like Brady Oliver could, could end up there. Just like Dalton Jones. It's interesting you say. I, I kind of yeah, well, predict him. I'm sorry. Maybe go to Montreal. Yeah. Well, depend. Yeah, maybe he'll go to whoever pays him the most, and he's smart if that's what he does. But when you're a winning program, and you know this, you're going to get rated. Bombers starting to get rated. Calgary Stampeders were rated. New England Patriots were rated. Um, imitations, the sincerest form of flattery. It's going to happen, right? Uh, and the most successful franchises stay on top. You should expect that if you're Winnipeg, I yep. would think. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Toronto's going to feel it, too, mostly on defense. Um, they've signed Witt McManus today, which is a big signing for them. But they still have their best defensive back, and Jamal Peters is, is still not signed. Uh, Darius Pickett, who plays the toughest position in the CFL, that Sam linebacker, and plays it better than anybody else in the league. Um, he's not signed yet. And then those two defensive linemen, uh, Hendricks and Oakman, Neither one of them are signed. Brandon Barlow, a low, you know, a guy who played a lot. Um, another solid, solid guy. The, uh, the Argos, like I say, they signed Winton, and that was a huge signing for them. I think they signed Jonathan Jones also, who I think had a chance to go out and, and make some decent money, but chose to, you know, stay where he's, where he's comfortable. So, uh, yeah, no, it's very, it's very interesting time to try to think about. I spent with Dave Naylor and I spent two hours on the phone going through every free agent and how much, you know, would they be worth to different teams? And uh, it was really fascinating. And, it, you know, since then, McEwen has signed with Calgary and people have been taken off the list. But when you look at teams and what they need, because I see free agency as you need to find that one guy that you can't go out and sign, that you just can't go find him. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, Boris Beattie. I know people aren't going to think of Boris Beattie, but you can't go find a guy who can kick off like him, who, who can punt, who can, who can kick field goals. He can do all of them and do them with a really strong leg. There are guys, Sergio Castillo can do all of them. Not a great punter and doesn't have a very good leg on kickoffs. You know, you're talking about changing the kickoff rules. Well, the kickoffs as they are now, Boris Beattie has huge value. Toronto, the teams playing them um, would start inside their 25 most of the time because of how Beattie kicked off. So here's Beattie, who's a free agent. And again, people don't think of kickers, but I see that guy that if I didn't have that kicker that I loved, if I was Hamilton, I would be saying, this is one of the guys we're going to target. We're going to do what we have to do to get him. 
you know, and I think if you look at every team, they have those kinds of people that they need. And, uh, and that for me, being a former GM, that's what's fun is to say, to look at the Ottawa Red Blacks, what do they need to become a Grey Cup team, a Grey Cup champion team? Because every team in the league, that should be their goal, because there's not a team in the league. The, the uh, Edmonton won four games, Ottawa won four. They will both be in the hunt to go to the Grey Cup. That's just the way the CFL is, and that's the way you have to build your team. That's uh, the fun. This is the time to do it uh, in the offseason. Jim, thank you so much. This has been great. Appreciate it. Enjoy the football this weekend. Where are you go? Or when are you going to Las Vegas? Um, on Wednesday, the Wednesday of Super Bowl week. Yeah. The Wednesday of Super Bowl. Perfect. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Jimbo. Yeah. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Jim Barker, our football analyst, presented by EMJ Marketing. Sports update and audience takeover right after this. We're live on Game Plus TV. WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. It is daytime sports talk, and here is your sporting update on this Friday. The Toronto Raptors look to snap a three-game slide as they host Kawhi Leonard in the L.A. Clippers tonight at Scotiabank Arena. Clippers roll in Toronto on a three-game win streak, including Tuesday's 127-116 victory over the Lakers. The Raps are 1-3 since shipping Spicy P to the Pacers. All seven Canadian teams have the night off in the NHL. There are just four games on tap. Pittsburgh hosts Florida. L.A. visits Colorado. The Rangers entertain Vegas. And Seattle hosted or is hosting St. Louis. The big news last night, the Edmonton Oilers extended their franchise record win streak to 15 games, beating Chicago 3-0. Toronto's Professional Women's Hockey League team seeks its first ever home win tonight against new york toronto has dropped all three of its games at the matami athletic center and sits last in the six-team league with five points our sports updates are brought to you by common crown brewing company turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience visit commoncrown.ca and for landmark cinemas in theaters now Mean Girls. From the comedic mind of Tina Fey comes a new twist on the modern classic Mean Girls. In theaters, check them out this weekend. So there is your sports update. Uh, it's been busy. Fridays always are very busy. Uh, Paul and Humboldt writes in as we turn it over to the viewer takeover. He says, where does Pipkin go? Did the Saskatchewan Rough Riders not already sign Antonio Pipkin? I believe the Riders have re-signed Antonio Pipkin. You may be right. You know, that's what we love about the community here, the Rod Squad. You know, uh, Jen wrote in a week or two ago about Patrick Waugh, and she was like, you know, he got traded from Montreal to Colorado and then went on to win the Stanley Cup that spring. And I was like, are you sure? I, I thought he was in Colorado well ahead of that spring of 96. No, she was right. It was only 28 years ago. Like, let's give ourselves a break here on the memory thing. But yes, she was right. So, have the Riders not signed Pipkin? I believe that they have, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, Clark has confirmed Antonio Pipkin has signed with the Riders. Hey, our number one region for viewership is Saskatchewan. Uh, that's where the Ryder fans are. I don't mind talking about it on Football Fridays. Trenton Norway writes in and says, Norway here, let the CFL games, let the CFL game be the CFL game. He's saying no changes. And he says, how would Jim view Corey Mace and Jason Shivers working together if Jason Shivers stays with the Riders? Well, he's not staying with the Riders. Corey Mace has already named himself the defensive coordinator. Jason Shivers is going to Edmonton. And I'm with Jim. What the hell are you waiting for? But I don't know. I don't know. 
Talked to Jones just a couple weeks ago. He's like, if you can just wait. Sure. I don't, I don't know why it is the way it is now. Things have changed. And I'm too old to go digging into lockers. Brian, what do we got? Brian in Hudson Bay. Good morning, guys. I love football Friday. Sounds like Bill Belichick should apply for a GM job, not coach. LOL. Have a great day and weekend, guys. Well, hey, hey, hey. Hour two is coming up right after this. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW. 